When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, thanks for joining us for another Tribe Supper. Um, I'm Philip Talentay. I'm joined by Anthony Vickers and Chris Garbett, season ticket holder and away day regular. I'll start with you, Chris, first of all. The news from Tony Pulis that Rudy Gestead uh, could be back. He had a, he's, he's been, uh, he missed training for two days, could be back on Saturday. And um, do you think he'll play if he's fit? Um, I don't, I don't, if, if he's not fit, I don't think it's a, a bad thing to say that your, your top scorer comes back in. Um, I don't think he really knows which way he wants to go with regards to Gusted and, and Asamba Longa Pulis because especially away I think Vicky alluded to it earlier on um, Asamba Longa started at QPR he started at Preston um, and was taken off so he's not he's not afraid to, to start him um, I don't think it's an issue if, if Gusted isn't fit I think Asamba Longa will come in it's just getting up and, and, and either whoever does start up from the, the issue is getting bodies forward to support them because uh, they have been treading mud on, on their own in, 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 in their half in a lot of the time, and um, you know it's, it's not going to. We're not going to score goals if, if, if you've got sort of four defenders and, and just either Gusted or Brit ploughing away on their own. So, um, I mean, Vic, um, Bernie Slaven made the point quite forcefully this week that you've got one striker on the books who scored twelve goals, and I think eleven of them came before the end of November, and another striker who's got one all season with. Another player, Patrick Bamford, playing on the left out position, who's got one himself. So, in terms of numbers, it's got to be Brit, hasn't it? But then you look at the way Pulis has gone; he's been pretty quick to get um, Gisted in the team whenever possible. Yeah, well, I, I understand the logic of saying you know you look at the stats and this guy scores goals, so you play him. But uh, it's about what's the best fit for the style of play that the manager wants to to go with. I, I don't think. For all the talk of people saying, oh, he's settled on Gastet, I don't think that's true. I think that that front four is still very much in flux. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing Gastet because uh, he, he's opted for the start, that He thinks that style will get him through for now. I don't think he thinks Rudy Gastet's the perfect man to play in, mm-hmm. in that role, but he's the best fit at the moment. Uh, I don't think Britta Sombolonga could play that target man role and I'm damn sure Patrick Bamford couldn't up against some big monster uh, centre-backs. Uh, there is an argument that you you can change your shape and, and Tony Pulis, we know, is a pragmatist. I think if he thought he would get more joy from changing it around and playing two up front or three up front, I think he'd do that. Uh, I think he's decided with what he's got and how he wants to set out at the back in terms of solidity that they don't have the mobility in midfield and on the flanks to actually play that he wants to. So I think at the minute it's a case of trying to get through it. Possibly if Jack Harrison comes in and ticks a lot of boxes and gives him that extra mobility and you've got two fast blokes on, on either flank, that might change the way that he, he, he actually uses his, his uh, forward players. Well, you, you touch on an important point there. I was going to bring it up, but I might as well bring it up now. Jack Harrison, you know, Borough, Borough made the effort to bring him in, and Morbesic, of course, and Craney, you know, and it's getting over. It's, it's, it's getting on for two and a half weeks now since the window closed, and we haven't seen a great deal of any of them. Um, 
you know, the issue on the left hand side of midfield won't go away, will it? You know, we've tried several options. None of them have really looked too convincing. Um, Trier is now a fixture on the right. Stewie looks as always a fixture in the middle. For you, does uh, Christus Harrison have to come in tomorrow? Um, if if he if he's fit, I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's why he's been brought to the club. Um, I mean, what what we've got to bear in mind, which I alluded to a couple of times during the week, is that Pulis is working with somebody else's tools here. Um, he's come in. He's, he's obviously identified an unbalance in the squad, and he's trying to do his best with what he's got. Um, the, his first signing of the transfer window was Jack Harrison, so he's obviously keen to bring in the left a left-sided player. Although I do understand that he, he does play on the right as well, but <coughs> no, he, he obviously identifies that that is, is, is a problem issue. Um, Bamford's not naturally a, a, a winger. Um, he'll probably tell you that himself. Uh, so what you sort of find at the minute is everything is going down the right hand side for Borough. Um, because of the, the, that's the, a tactic, isn't it? I mean, his, his instructions from the bench, from what we understand, are hit Triori, hit Triori. You can hear him shouting. It. Yeah, I can hear him shouting. Hit Triori. Yeah, but if you if you've got that balance on the left hand side, and you've got maybe Harrison can play there, and you know, and you've got you've got sort of two two wingers that can cause problems down either flank. Then Gested might come into play a little bit better. Then that's when his strengths will come into play. But at the minute, it just seems a little bit sort of misjointed and glued together in a, in, a, in a funny way up front at the minute. I mean, Vic, well, I did that piece this week about the, the, the 4 2 3 system that several borough managers have tried to make fit. Um, Aitor probably came the closest, you could argue, when he, when he had what probably reach on the left, Tomlin in the middle, and Adoma on the right. Um, you know, some fans still get misty eyed thinking about that particular combo. Um, it is fair to say, isn't it, that you know it's it's a very tricky system to get right. First of all, four two three one because those three who play behind the strike have to be very versatile. They have to be pretty much not only a winger, but they also have to be a, a, sometimes a support striker and a, and a creator. The, there's a lot of boxes they need to tick, you know. And I'll, I'll be perfectly honest; I don't think Burr have ever really got the got the blend got the blend right to play that system. Well, I think one of the problems is it is the coaching vogue. And some of the big clubs across Europe play it, play it very effectively. There's a kind of utopian ideal about it. And when you see the likes of Arsenal and uh, Spurs play at high speed with such incredible finesse, you can see how convincing it is and how you can control space. You've got the double pivot with the holding midfielders, that lots of little W's and triangles all over the place. If you've got players who can move and control the ball... Uh, unfortunately, in the championship, you very rarely get those players, or, or certainly you don't get many of them at the same time together because they, if they're that good, they move on, which means you're left with people who are uh, not necessarily having the full skill set to make that system work properly. And when I talk, Karanka played it. He, he played it in quite a defensive style, really. And the, the two central midfielders were quite deep. He asked his Midf- uh, his wide midfielders to be defenders as well and for all we can look back on it now and say that was great you've got to remember at the time he was getting pelters for turning Adam and, uh, Albert Adoma in, into an auxiliary defender by me uh, quite often yeah, exactly so you know, now we look back and we say oh that was close, close to making it work whereas in fact at the time, there was a lot of criticism about it being deployed think, in a the defensive way isn't the difference though Chris that, that Yes, you can you can you can get a formation. You can call it what you want, but it's the way that formation plays. I think I told, I think we'd be the first to admit that I told tried to play football through the back. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- you know from the back. He didn't re- 
memory serves. I don't think it was launched forward too often. Tony Pulis is a much different animal. He he wants he wants the yeah. wants the ball to come out from the back quickly. He wants to hit the hit the front men, turn the team around, get the opposition on the back foot before they've had time to regroup. That's a very different form of four yeah, two three one. It it, you, you can play it in numerous ways. I mean, you know, I I, I played it with that two almost. We Six all, defenders, almost, wasn't it? Yeah, we almost had four centre halves at times, yeah. didn't we? And it was played slowly from the back. Whereas uh, following sort of three or four games at the beginning of the season, um, when we started with four three three, Monk shifted to the four two three one, and it was a, a, a sort of open, you know, advanced advanced stand. We were maybe getting caught out a little bit there, but you know, again, that comes down to not having maybe the players to, to do it. I mean, I remember just going off what Vic said earlier on about the, some of the top. I know you're on about world class players here, but. I remember Tottenham coming to Riverside yeah. and playing. Oh, I was going to use that example. De- Deli Ali played. Deli Ali played in one of them two central midfield positions and spent his the full game mm. in our half. Yeah, in, yeah. That, in, in the box. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you know, it's. I mean, that's a very important match you refer to because around that time, I think Borough got beat at home by Watford. They got beat at home by Palace. Yeah. Um, Vic. I talk Ranka made a fundamental change after those games and went and went to kind of a four one four one four three three depending on how you see it with the one holding midfielder and and for a couple of games particularly Arsenal away that was, that was one of the best performances yeah. Borough put in but they had the personnel to make it work Triori was on his game Ramirez was on his game he had someone like Downing who was flexible enough to be be the holding midfielder if required. But that shows it. That shows that you come back to your original point about maybe his Pulis will change because he's a pragmatist. Karanka did actually change, didn't he? Of course, all managers, ultimately, all managers are pragmatists because you know, no matter how utopian you are about a particular style, if you don't get results, you get sacked. Mm. So, and if you're working with a team that's not of your choosing, which is very often managers have that problem, they come in because the previous one mm. wasn't getting good results. So you come in having to patch something up and you're thinking, well, next summer I'll buy X, Y and Z. But you don't always get that time. And you don't always get to buy X, Y and Z. So you have to make do with A, B and C. And that's one of the problems with football is that you know, everyone can say, you should be doing this, you should be doing this. Why don't we buy a winger here? Why? At the end of the day, the manager has to try and make the best fit out of the players he's got. And that's they're not always right for the system he wants to play. That's a fair point. But there's Borough, Borough for seasons on end have had problems either on the left or the right. And yet again, another window's just gone by. As you said yourself, Chris, there, that Harrison's really a player who plays off the right. We don't know if he can do it on the left. Have the club been a bit slow in identifying positions where then, you know, you know we saw, the, we saw the, the, the window before the Premier League season where Borough got rid of Adorma and brought in Triari, a real project, and spent the rest of the season trying to... I don't think it's organic like that. I don't think you say, oh, the club have missed a trick because they didn't do X. Because at the start of the season, the width was coming from the full-backs. That's how they were playing. The width down the, down the flanks was Christie, and it was Fabio. Mm. So it's not like they've deliberately neglected that area. They, they bought to play a different type of system. The manager, a new manager's come in and said, I don't want attacking full-backs. But, but is that true? So because... he's pegged his full-backs back... And where the space in for Bur- Borough's weak space before used to be behind the attacking fullback. Yes, that has now been pulled back. They've been nailed down. The weak space now is higher up on the flank. I'll take that point, but wasn't it the case, Chris, at the start of the season that, or certainly in pre season, that Monk wanted to play 4 2 3 1? He played it at Leeds, he started it, and then he changed because he realised the squad was unbalanced. And I think that's the point I'm trying to make is that. That, okay, you, you, you're quite right. They, they changed the system to get the fullbacks in, but but that that and he did. They didn't buy the players in the summer to make a four-two-three-one work. You'd have to say because a he changed his tack for the Wolves game at the Augsburg game, and then he changed back as soon as he could, but he couldn't make it work. That, that's true, isn't it? The, yeah, I mean, you know, 
But I, I personally, actually, the, the first, that first couple of games, handful, Wolves, obviously first game, it's hard to judge on that. I thought Borough created enough chances to at least get a point out of that game. I remember going to Nottingham Forest a couple of games after that and we, we could have had 10, mm, yeah. literally. So the chances were being created in that 4-3-3, but we, we, we weren't winning games and we were shipping goals, so he sort of, he sort of had to change it then. The, the one thing I will say, since Pulis came in, and like we've mentioned that you know he's, he's working with somebody else's toolbox here, is I've seen... He, he's not had a chance to integrate one of his players yet. None of his none of his players have kicked the ball for Bury yet. Um, I have seen a, a, a drastic improvement across the pitch in every department, apart from just that final putting the ball yeah. In, yeah. in the back of the net. And I think that's 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 testament to, to the job Pugh has done since he's came in. He's only had what nine games. I've seen improvements. Yeah, which, we, one of the things we've, done, we've talked about this week is have Burr improved or under Tony Pugh. And as you say, nine games in charge. Burr have had ten games since he was appointed, but we won't expect him to be responsible for win, lose, or draw against Bolton. He just walked through the door. Um, I'll talk, ask you about that, Vic, in a second. But Chris, you're in with the away supporters, you know, and you hear what's said. You'll hear the good stuff and Burr are doing well, and you hear the negativity occasionally, like at Norwich, I'm sure. You tag, the away fans are often a good barometer of what the real mood is amongst the supporters. Mm-hmm. What have you? What have you felt from the lads you talk to on the buses in the stands that, that they're making of Pulis? Um I think everybody realizes that um, he hasn't got a magic wand, and he can't just come and turn a team that was just plodding along in, in, in mid-table, struggling to cope with the physicality and the demands of the championship, which you know people sort of tagged Monksborough as. Newly, newly relegated team can't cope with a Monday, you know, the, the, the few games every, every every couple of days. So I think people are happy generally with the improvements at the back. Um, I mean, I'm sure that you guys will agree that the work rate has increased massively for me. Um, I think the emergence of Johnny Housen under Pulis and also obviously Adama Traore has been great to see. Um, I think Borough are a lot more rigid and, and solid at the back, yet still creating chances, but. It's well, certainly creating enough chances to, 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 to win games. It's just that putting the ball in the back, across that white line in the back of the net that that's people are worried about at the minute, I would say. But I, I would say that people are generally happy and I think Borough, I think most Borough fans do think that Borough have improved under Pulis I think uh, I think Norman's not seriously suggesting that a manager should be, should be judged after nine games it's just a bit of fun but mm. but the, the, what one key stat that jumps out amongst all others is the fact that in reality Borough have averaging slightly less points per match under under Tony Pulis than they were under Gary Monk now you can you can dress up anything you want but that is the stat that counts come the end of the season yeah I mean and that is based on entirely on that First run of home games where they were very disappointing, very frustrating, mm-hmm. and they lost uh, a couple of them one nil. Uh, that is part of the growing pains when you try to try and change the shape of any organisation. You you will get that. I do think that there is you can see a new shape. You can certainly it's more solid at the back. You can see that there is uh, a deliberate attempt to put the ball at the feet of their most attacking player. I still think there's some areas that are clunky. I think the midfield mm. balance isn't quite right. I, I don't think he's settled on his, his first-choice pairing, although we assume Housen is one of them. Yeah. Uh, we might see Housen and Bezic mm. as, as, the, yeah. as the solution to that particular problem, mm. which would give you more mobility, better distribution, uh, good engines, and a chance for them two to bed in. But that's... That's a work in progress, and I don't think the front four are, uh, are fixed yet. I, I think that's still in flux. I think there is a problem putting the ball in the net, and that's been the problem all season. 
I mean, you mentioned the Forest game. Asombolonga should have had three that day. Easy, yeah. Uh, That has been the problem all season, despite spending the best part of £40 million on strikers. Mm. £16 million of that is no longer at the club Mm -hmm. in a bizarre January. Uh, But it does... I mean, that sends out a strong signal that that's where the manager thinks the problem is. Well, if you look at it in real terms, Chris, I mean, I I, I would personally summarise very quickly Borough's team under Pulis at the moment is... Big improvements at the back in terms of the rigidity, the two, the, the centre-back pairing. Danny, Ayala, Danny Ayala's come on leaps <coughs> and bounds. The getting George Fenn backs being a big yeah. bonus. He's a character, he's a leader. You know, Shotton's presence as, as a big guy on the right, whether or not you want that style of football or not, remains to be seen. You, you, the front four, as you put it, Vic, um, two of them are doing OK. In fact, Trio's doing really well. Um, Downing's still an important player. But two of them, I mean... Bamford's just nowhere near at the moment, is he? And 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 Brit, a player who started the season off like a rocket, twelve goals as we've said, mm. you know, in the first half of the season, he was averaging, as Vic said earlier, a goal every other game, which is a great barometer of a good striker. Mm. Those two are out of sorts, and Gested going off the Reading match in particular doesn't look the answer. Mm. So so that you mentioned the fact that Borough creating chances, which is great, but is is one of the main problems that two of the four key players in those positions haven't really convinced. No, I mean. And that's well, his biggest job next, yeah, isn't it? That, that's what he'll be looking at. It, 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 Stewie and, and Triori and, yeah. and Neil Donat, they're your two in, in, in that four. The other positions, you know, is he waiting for Harrison to... He hasn't, he hasn't kicked the ball in, in aggression in a while, has he? So is he waiting for him to get up to speed? And then is that, is that, is that why he's brought him in to play on that left-hand side? I would imagine so. Um, I mean, you know, like you said earlier on in, 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 in the conversation, Gestead... Has got one goal all season. I know he might not play as many games as someone, but you know, Richard top scorer for me. And I think if you can get the three behind him, creating chances, just just keep putting the ball there. He might, you know, he's obviously going through a dip in confidence. But if I think if you just keep giving him chances, we know he knows where the net is. He got eleven and 20, 12 and twenty at the beginning of the season, so he does know where the back of the net is. Um, I think it's just a case of persevering with, with him, but getting bodies forward um, at the right times to. to you know, to to support him and giving them chances. I, I heard a few people talking about the, the the penalty and you know, are we still looking for his, his football? Is it you know how how bad it was the penalty? But I'm glad that he got he put his hands on the ball and said, yeah. you know, I want to take this penalty. You it's know, a good sign. He's it? looking for that. Yeah. He's looking to get back in in the groove. And I think the quicker we can get him back in the groove, then you know the, the, the goals will hopefully hopefully start coming and we'll, we'll start pushing up the table. Rick, it's there's quite there's a third of the season to go, but in reality, the next three games, if you look at it. It can't, could be make or break. I know you did a piece this week about you know the time for talking's over. You know, Burnley need to beat the big boys. You look at the next three matches: Cardiff away, Hull City at home, Sunderland away. Now, are we literally talking nine points or bust? Well, I don't think Cardiff is uh, is win or bust. I, I mean, I think it's important that Borough put down a marker and start to beat the big teams because if they're going to get into the playoffs, they've got a string of matches now coming up. Uh, especially in the running, where they play Derby, they play Bristol, they play Sheffield United, uh, they've got Wolves to play yet. And if Borough can't beat the teams above them, then they're not going to get in the playoffs because they won't be able to close the gap. And even if they did get in the playoffs, if they can't beat the teams above them, you know, it's a non-starter. But there is a run of games coming up where you can you can build some uh, momentum. It's not just the Cardiff. There's Hull, Sunderland, Leeds, Birmingham, Barnsley. That, that's yeah. that's potentially if if the team are as good as we think they are, 
Borough should be looking to win four of those games. But that's the, that's going to be the minimum, isn't it? Because because you you're not, you're not, you're, yeah. you're not you're not just want to hold on to a place yeah, exactly. in the top six. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've, you've got, got to, to claw, claw those back. back. No, exactly. I agree. I agree totally. But, but in, Borough haven't <clears throat> gone on a run. You know? No, we, we've gone to teams. But Aston Villa came here and it was a six-pointer, hmm. and had the result gone the other way, Borough would have been above them. Fulham was a six-pointer, and now they're flying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because they put together a run of six wins yeah. out of seven. Got fifteen games left. Yeah, I personally third think of Borough, a I think Borough are going to need eight or nine wins to get in the playoffs. I will that. I will them. So if you if you look and think you do beat your Hulls, your Sunderlands, your Barnsleys, your Birmingham's, so on, then you're going to have to you're going to have to beat some of the yeah. You're going to have to beat the, the, the average. The average points tally for sixth place over yeah. the last decade is seventy four. That means Borough need twenty six points yeah. to make that, mm. and that's that's Three wins nine and a couple wins. Of draws, isn't it? That's nine wins, yeah, or I mean, the equivalent of. Get getting to the playoffs is obviously the immediate concern. What what? And I know that we've had changes in managers and, and things are different now. But you look at, you know, it's a, it's a two legged tie, isn't it? You're at home yeah. away, and you think of the teams that have already come here and won: Cardiff, Derby, Fulham, Villa. They're probably mm. going to be maybe three of the, the you know they, they could be the other teams in the playoffs. So yeah. it's it's you know. What we we need to improve on getting points off the teams in and around us from from what we've done in the first half of the season. I mean, them, them teams that I've said they'll come and won here. Mm. So you know, let's go to Cardiff and win tomorrow. They yeah. they come here and won. You know, why can't we go and get a win tomorrow? So it's time to put the put your money away in your mouth. Will Borough finish in the top six? As you think, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> it's a um, tough one, isn't it? Your heart says yes, your head says probably... Yes, well, that, that probably summarises That's it, probably yeah. my answer you know, too. You know what? My answer, at the, at the minute, probably no. I'd, probably not, no. no. You haven't seen enough? I, I just, I, I don't feel, you know, I think we spoke about it earlier, I don't feel as though we're, we're in, the, in, in the midst of a promotion push at the minute. It's too inconsistent, it's drippy-drabby, it's one win, one lose, one draw. And, you know, look at Fulham now, they're more, and what have they won? Five out of six? So if, if Borough are going to have to go on a run like that, to, to get in the top six yeah. in. I, mean, I, I, I agree I mean I think right now looking at the stats uh, looking at recent performances uh, no I don't think Borough will get in, in the playoffs because I can't see right now nine wins or possibly ten if, if someone raises the bar uh, I can't see the t- this, this team putting together a consistent run yeah. and that's been the problem all season it's, it's spluttered we've had good little we've had a couple of false dawns where there's been a couple of good performances there's been a couple of runs where they've got points and they've been mm. poor performances. Mm. It doesn't feel to me like a team that's got a swagger about it mm. that's going to go to Cardiff and win. And it's going to go to Derby mm. and win. And it's going to give Bristol a good spanking mm. when they come here to move level with them on Do you know what? Looking at it, I mean, you look at the other teams, it's, they're, put, they're literally putting it on a plate for you. Yeah. Cardiff, yeah. Cardiff lost five in a row over Christmas. And now they're one point off second. Yeah. Sheffield United, mm. can't. Villa were nearly out of it at one point. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bristol so, City, yeah. uh, ever, ever since they played Man City, can't get a win. That's a, de- so that's a, a demoralising thing about this season, isn't it? I think we all saw it as an opportunity. There, yeah. there were no real favourite favourites. Wolves yeah, yeah, have run away yeah. with it, as we know, but a few people, few, few were saying that in the summer. Yeah. But the rest of the division is much of a muchness, and I think that's the feeling, is that this was a great opportunity, this season is a great opportunity to, to at least get in the top six yeah. and compete. I, but I think if Borough can go through that run of four or five games and win four out of five... Yeah. And I think that changes the mentality. Yeah. It changes the mathematical landscape. You'll have a bit of momentum, and then you, then maybe they'll go into the bigger games, and maybe they'll go go. You know, maybe, you know, if they go into the Wolves game with momentum and, and 
do something against Wolves. Yeah. Friday night on the box. So yeah, many yeah, people yeah, think, yeah. oh, hang on a minute, yeah. you know, we've got something happening here. Yeah. Sort of but the, right now yeah. it feels flat and spluttering, yeah. and it almost feels like they're working with one eye on next season. Yeah, and which, I don't like that. strategically personally. might be sensible, mm-hmm. you know, the manager might be looking at all the players and thinking, right, what do I need for next season? Mm-hmm. But the time to go up, the time to win, is always now. It's mm. still there. It, it, it's definitely still there for Borough. What, with four points off the playoffs, that can yeah. change in a week in the yeah. championship. With a third of the season still to go. Yeah, and you know, teams, teams can't, other than Fulham and, and obviously Wolves, the teams in and around us who, who, are, who are vying for their positions, they can't, they're not putting four and five and six mm. wins together. So if we, it's got to click now. Yeah. And if they can do it, then, then they'll do it. But I just don't feel at the minute as though, I, don't, well, I, haven't, seen, I haven't seen anything to suggest that they, we are capable of doing that. Well, that well, might start tomorrow. Yeah, well, on that, <laughs> well, on that, well, on that optimistic note, yeah, thanks very much, Chris. Thanks, Vic. Let's hope Borough do get uh, that win under the belt at Cardiff tomorrow and kick on from there. Take care. See you soon.